Welcome back. I'm Nathan Dwyer, and alongside Chris Roselli and Mark Bagley, we're the Whatcom Dads Podcast. This week, we interview my daughter to gain some insights into the mind of an eight-year-old. And then we discuss the unique challenges posed by having a second child. So the podcast made it over the hill. You know, I got to say something. At 40, my body did not hurt. 41 on my 40th first birthday is when I started feeling like my body was falling apart. Wait till you get to 55. <laughs> <laughs> so this being the 41st podcast, this is where we're going to really start. This is when it starts to hurt? Starts yeah, this hurt. is when we, we go downhill here. Yeah. So now we know what our what our listeners have been feeling for the last 41 episodes. <laughs> the hurt. The hurt. Well, I did go ahead and post on our Facebook group a spreadsheet that shows all of our last 40 episodes, the guests, the topics, the Whatcom Dads recommends. It's kind of a little walk down memory lane to look through there. That's crazy. We should do a vote of like favorite guests and then just bring them back. Well, it's funny you say that, Chris Roselli, <laughs> because I took a little look at our statistics and I can tell you it's pretty amazing what you can see when you have a podcast. You can see who's not, you can't see who is listening to your podcast, but you can see where they live as far as state or country. So if we take out the United States and Canada, I'll give you each three guesses to choose the one of the next two countries that pop up as most popular places where people download our podcast. And I'll tell you, it's not just that it's been downloaded once as a mistake, like somebody hit the wrong button. This is like enough of a download to think that somebody actually must be listening. Okay. So, any thoughts? Australia. No. Thailand. No. Great Britain. No. Bangladesh. No. Ukraine. Close. Really? Russia. Russia. And... <laughs> wow. Um, Laos. Think Europe. Germany. Germany. Think Italy. Italy. West. France. More West. Scotland. I don't think that is that. Portugal. Really? Portugal. Russia and Portugal are countries number three and four okay. on our downloads. To the person in Portugal listening to this podcast, send us an email. We're going to go visit you and do a live podcast from Portugal. Oh, Chris is making a lot of guarantees tonight. He is. He's made a lot of guarantees. A lot of checks <laughs> hey, he might not be able to cash. you've been to Porto, and you said it's unbelievable. And I, I think... It's great. I so want to go to Portugal. I would love to do that. Now, I don't understand a lot about the internet, but it's quite possible that one of our listeners has some very secure internet thing that <laughs> has some ghost IP address in Lisbon. But Boun- hey... Bouncing off all over the place. It, it, makes, for, it makes for a good segment. <laughs> Finally, States. I can tell you that 36 out of the 50 states have downloaded our podcast at least once. That's crazy. People need more to do with their free time. <laughs> that is crazy. So, top five states aside from Washington. Oregon. Correct. California. Correct. Colorado. No. Idaho. No. Texas. Yes. New York. No. Boston. Massachusetts. <laughs> The state of Boston the state is of Boston. incorrect. The Ohio. state of Massachusetts is also incorrect. Ohio is incorrect. Thank Think goodness. that would have been really awful. If Iowa had listeners from Iowa. <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii. No. Alaska. Think where I would know people. Maryland. Maryland. Correct. And the neighboring state of. And South Maryland is not Virginia. a state. Virginia. 
boom. Gosh, I I feel very proud of my geology or geology. <laughs> you feel proud of your geology. I feel proud of my geology. I know a lot about rocks and states and states. There you go. Like, so and minerals. Geology is <laughs> not just about rocks. Nonetheless, whether you live in Lisbon, Boston, D.C., San Diego, thanks for listening. I listened back to Randall's um, interview about being a stay-at-home dad, and I always wanted to be a stay-at-home dad. You'd be a good stay-at-home dad. I think I would have been a terrible stay-at-home dad. Really? You just don't think you had the patience for it? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't around when you were, uh, you know... I Looking back... Thank goodness I was not the primary care giver for our children, and that did such a much better job. Two of you, I think, would have been fantastic. I, I would not have been good. Nathan, you'd be a great stay-at-home dad. You are very intentional in every single step of what you're doing as a parent. Yeah, it's intriguing, but you know you have to do it to really understand the nuances of it. So, uh, I mean, we've all done it for a period of time, a week or so, but right. yeah, it, it's certainly true. What appeals to you about it, Mark? Oh, I just, the, the thought of just being able to be with the kids and being at home and not having to deal with work stuff in the traditional office mm-hmm. setting, that always appealed to me the most. But looking back, it would have been a huge, huge mistake in our <laughs> household. Yeah. And the reason, Chris, I appreciate you saying that I'm intentional about what I do, but I'm following my wife's lead. It's not that I'm just in a vacuum here figuring this out. Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson and Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson and Cole, when you need us, we will be here. Guys, we're going to try something different tonight. We have a mystery guest. You have, you have no idea who this guest is going to be. I'm not prepared for can a mystery we do a guess? guess. Can we Can we like do 20 questions or something? You can do as many questions as you want. Are you going to tell us if we get it? Well, you'll soon find out. I just found from my text they're on their way. Ooh. They're coming here physically? They're physically coming here. There is an empty seat right there. Edgar Martinez. It is not <laughs> Edgar Martinez. Pete Carroll. The best guest ever. Ever. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight, have a seat there, young lady, is a soon-to-be eight-year-old. Oh, my gosh. One and the only Ellen Dwyer. Yay, Ellen Ellen Dwyer. Ellen Dwyer. Holy smokes. This is uh, your very first inaugural opportunity as a guest on the podcast. Hold that microphone right like this. Okay. And say hello. Hi. Wow. I'm nervous. So I'm nervous. She gets a special chair, too. I know. Why don't we get a special chair? <laughs> you know, some guests are more important than some hosts. I am so excited to have you as a guest. So, Super excited. My thinking was, we have a lot of listeners who probably have elementary school children. And since it was a big week in our house, because by the time this episode comes out, Ellen will have just turned eight years old. Holy smokes. (laughs) And so we thought we could ask you some questions, 
and find out a little bit about what an eight-year-old thinks about, what's important to an eight-year-old, what an eight-year-old might be worried about or scared about, and what an eight-year-old thinks about their parents. Are you up to the challenge? Yes. I just want to tell you, um, I know what I think about my parents. All right. Well, we'll get to that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear the answer. What you think about your parents? Right. I'm super excited. <laughs> to I know hear what it. I think about your parents. Yeah. <laughs> just so all the listeners are clear, tell us how old you are and what grade you're going into. Um. Wait. Should I say how old I am right now or how old I'm going to be? How old you're going to be by the time this episode comes out? I'm going to be eight, and... What grade are you going to start this week? Second grade. And what do you think about your dad and his friends having a podcast? I think it's really cool. Yeah? You've told me that in the future you'd like to have your own podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you talk about on your podcast? New scientific discoveries. Yeah. Wow. Now, are you a science expert, Ellen? Do you like science? I love science. Good for you. You gonna be an astronaut, an archaeologist, a biologist, I don't a know. chemist, I don't a geologist, uh, some sort of ologist. Yes, probably. <laughs> Maybe a zoologist, a paleontologist. Ooh. That's not a zoologist or whatever they're called. Yeah, I always said zoologist, but zoologist is the right way to say it. I think you're right. Is a zoologist a scientist on zoos? Probably animals. It's about animals. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. So you are getting towards the end of summer. How late do you sleep in in the summertime? Uh, I'd probably sleep all day if I wasn't woken up. Oh, you get woken up? Who wakes you up? Sometimes Mommy, sometimes Ben, sometimes Molly. Your, <laughs> your parents are... That is not very nice of your parents to wake you up. Well, Mommy just started doing it so that I would be able to wake up early for school. That is good thinking. Which one do you have to get up for school then? Do you know? The bus is going to come at 7.14, so let's work backward from that. Do you get to walk to the bus? Yeah, it's just down the street and across the street. Nice. You excited for school? Yes. Good. What are you the most excited for? I'm seeing my friends again. That is exciting. Yeah, yeah. So what is the best part of having a brother and a sister? Um, that I can always hang out with them and have someone to play with. Yes, that's very fun. So what do you think, though, is the worst part about having a brother and a sister? That they can annoy you. They can be very annoying, can't they? So what do they do that's annoying? Uh, take my stuff and laugh about it. What? Like what? Uh, like my special stuffed animals, they run away, and then they hide them, and then they say, I don't know where they are. <laughs> Yep. That's, yep. That's very annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very annoying. Yep. Do they ever eat the food off your plate when you're having dinner? Like, do they grab your food and eat it before you can? Um, not unless I hand them my food, because sometimes if I don't like food, like, um, when we eat green beans, I open my green beans, eat the beans, and then I give the outside part to Molly, because <laughs> she likes the outside part and I like the inside part. See, that's the benefit of being the older sister. And that is super clever. I yeah. never thought about doing that. <laughs> and yeah. then we close it up and say, here's a green bean, and then she eats it. <laughs> Very smart. So that green beans don't go to waste. It's quite the green bean night at our house. There's a lot of horse trading going on. Yeah, it sounds like it. Brilliant. I like that. 
Well, Ellen, as one of the people that sets the family rules for the house you live in, I want you to imagine that for one day you could change some of our family rules. What would you change? Uh, that we would have ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> what kind of ice cream? <laughs> All kinds of ice cream. Would you have toppings on it? Yes, a lot of them. Good thinking. What, what else? else would you change? That we wouldn't have to do chores. Okay. And probably that we could watch a movie every night. Yeah, those would be pretty fun. Now think about school and all the rules that go along with school. Mm. If you could change any of the rules that you have to follow at school, what would you choose and how would you change it? Hmm, that's hard because I like school. But I would probably change the um rule that um you cannot just talk out the answer and have to raise your hand. I'd rather just yell out the answer instead of raise my hand. <laughs> I think you're a pretty I think you're a pretty good student. I get that feeling. Hmm. Maybe one of the rules could be that you had more of a subject that you liked the most. So maybe instead of just one hour of science, you could have like a whole day of science. That would be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> So, we're talking about a lot of the things that are exciting about school, mm-hmm. but you've never been in second grade before. Yes. Does that make you nervous? Are there things you worry about going into second grade? Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about like what the differences are going to be, and also, um, I'm nervous because I know that you don't get free playtime. No oh. free playtime? Except so for recess. That's all you get. So you got free playtime in kindergarten and first grade? Yes. But no free playtime in second grade. I wonder if they, I bet you that they have something during the school day, not during recess, but in the classroom, that is a second grader's version of free playtime, where you get some Mm. really cool things that you get to do. I don't know. You'll have to let us know. Okay. I'll probably find out. (laughs) I remember I loved second grade. I loved it too because the teachers, we were a little older. Yep. And we had a little bit more freedom to do really cool things. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, like like free playtime, for instance, was really sort of structured. You could go over here. You could do that. But when I was in second grade, I could go to my teacher and say, I'm done with my schoolwork that I was working on. Can I go over and read a book now, please? Ah. And the teacher would let me go do that. Because I was older. So maybe you'll have an opportunity to do that too. That sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. That would be really good. I think you're going to like second grade. <laughs> I hope I will. Super fun. So Ellen, your dad told us that a couple weeks ago there was a lemonade sale. Yeah. That you and your brother and sister did, right? Yes. And you gave the money to charity? Did what you is give, charity? Well, it's a, someone who you can give money to who benefits from what you give them. So you gave your money to... The Seattle Children's Hospital? Right. So that's called charity. So when you give someone something, that's called that means you are being charitable. Oh. There's a new word for you. Charitable. Hmm. Tell me why Children's Hospital is your favorite charity. Because I know that um, then I can help kids who 
need help and are sick or hurt, and they can maybe get a new toy or get medicine to help them feel better. I think that's a great way to give your 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 charity charitable money. What would you tell somebody going into kindergarten or first grade for the first time uh, that is really fun and exciting about kindergarten and first grade? That you get to just learn what it's like to be at school, and you get to maybe about in first grade, you get to have a desk, and then you can keep all your stuff there. And in kindergarten, you get to share it with friends and have a lot of fun doing that, and you get to make new friends and play with different people and different toys. That sounds exciting. I think that's a great reason to love kindergarten and first grade. Absolutely. Very serious question here. Food. Do you like food? Yes. Well, since you gave such a resounding yes, I'm guessing that you have a particular favorite kind of food? Yes. What's your favorite food? Ice cream and pizza. (laughs) Which, if you could make your own rules, you would have ice cream for breakfast with toppings, Mm -hmm. and then you could have pizza and ice cream for lunch and dinner. Yes. What kind of pizza? Um... I like all pizzas, really. Really? You like anchovy pizza? No. You don't. Do you know? I like pepperoni, cheese, and sausage pizzas. Pepperoni, cheese—those are my favorite. Sausage is my favorite. Yeah. Love sausage. All right, but is there any food you don't like? I do not like corn. You don't like corn. Everyone likes corn. Corn is amazing. It's my least favorite food in the whole wide world. Have you had it on the cob? Like eat it? Yes. See, I grew up eating corn. My mom would steam the corn like in the bag. And I grew up hating corn myself. Well, corn actually is the least nutritious of all the vegetables. So if you had to pick one not to like, you pick the right one. Way to go. Good job. (laughs) Wait, do you like broccoli? Um, No. Do you like kale? Yes. Spinach? I don't think I've had spinach. Lettuce? Yes. Um, tomatoes. Rutabagas. Um, I do not like tomatoes, and I don't know what whatever that last word is. <laughs> I don't know what one of those is either, actually. <laughs> but it's a fun word, isn't it? It is a fun word, a rutabaga. Rutabaga. <laughs> rutabaga. Yeah, that's a good one. So, Ella, let's stick on food just for a minute. If you could make your own lunch every day, now you can't take ice cream to school. You uh. can't take a pizza to school. Uh. So if you could make your own lunch every day, what would be in your lunch pail? Um, that's hard because I definitely want to bring pizza and ice cream. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying no on that because there's no freezers at school. So you can't get the ice oh, cream. Oh, yeah. Good point. Or ovens. You can't keep the pizza hot. Yeah. Um, I'd probably bring... Sun butter and jelly sandwich. I ate that for a whole year last year. Super good stuff. What kind of jelly? What flavor? I can't tell the difference between jelly, so... Really? Huh. So if we made you corn jelly, you wouldn't be able to tell? Um, I don't think there's such thing as that. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Although I bet you Mark would invent it. He lives in Ferndale. They're very good at food creation. Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll make you some corn jelly. You can tell me if you can taste the difference between that and grape okay. or strawberry. What is your least favorite thing about having parents? Um, huh. Maybe that you can't do whatever you want whenever you want. Mm-hmm. What do you love the most that your mom and dad do with you? That they're really nice to me. And they're really kind, and they love me. Yeah. 
What do you wish your dad did more of with you? Me and daddy time. It's always pretty special. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for joining us today. I think that you may have a career in podcasting. Uh, your dad can probably help you at some point when you decide what kind of a program you'd like to launch, but we'll give it a couple years, okay? Okay. Happy eighth birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, Ellen. Good job tonight. And enjoy second grade. It yeah. is such a fun year in school. Say hi to Mrs. Dickey for me. Oh, that was my teacher. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but the look on her face was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Ellen. Bye. Here's the microphone. Oh, Ellen, before you go, did you have a joke you wanted to share? Yes. Tell us. How do dogs communicate to trees? I don't know. They bark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Ellen. Thanks, Ellen. Good night. I have assignments for you guys. Okay. Would you be willing to do the following two things? A, a movie review. Yes. Yes. B, a book review. Depends on the book. <laughs> We've done one. You oh, have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was a good one. Yeah. How about, how about a parenting book? <laughs> Are there, uh, in my day, they called them cliff notes. What do they call them these days, Chris? Hey, I say cliff notes. That sounds good. Well, there's a new movie. It might not be so new anymore on Netflix called Fatherhood, huh. starring Kevin Hart. It's based on a true story in which the dad uh, loses his wife at childbirth and has to raise this child on his own. So what if we say three or four weeks from now we'll have all watched that movie and we can talk about it but let's talk about it through the lens of sort of a parent so yes there's going to be haha funny stuff but maybe take some notes down as to some parenting stuff you see going on there that you think oh that's really good or eh I don't know that I would really do it that way love it that sounds great yep so listeners if you want to know what we're talking about you have a couple uh, weeks to watch fatherhood it's on Netflix we should try to get Kevin Hart that episode Kevin Hart, if your people are in Lisbon listening to this, <laughs> hit us up. But if we do a movie, we should do a book. So I'm not going to have you guys read the whole book. Thank but God. Uh, one of the things that I think has been most valuable to me as a parent is this concept of emotion coaching that's been popularized by John Gottman, a psychologist at the University of Washington, who's most known for his work with couples and marriage and predicting success of marriage. But he sort of translated that to kids. So... Uh, I've done the video series of this, but I've not actually read the book. So I picked it up. It's called Raising an Emotionally Intelligent Child, The Heart of Parenting. And I'll just read you a little bit from the back cover here. Uh, Every parent knows the importance of equipping children with the intellectual skills they need to succeed in both school and life. But children also need to master their emotions. Raising an Emotionally Intelligent Child is a guide to teaching children to understand and regulate their emotional world. So, uh, probably sometime in the next six weeks or so, we're going to go over a couple chapters of this book. So again, listeners, if you want to follow along, I'll put a link in the show notes. So this week for our parenting topic, we're going to talk about the unique challenges that crop up when you have a second child. (laughs) Man. And 
I've, I have three, so there are some even more unique challenges yeah, right. when you have three. But I think probably the average family is somewhere around two-point-something children right. here in the United States. And so first I sort of wondered, in your families, uh, was there much discussion about, are we going to have a second child? Was it predetermined? Or was it, we're going to have one and see how it goes? Or, you know... Maybe it was just an accident. You don't have to share that. But sort of what thinking or what thought process went into the number of kids you were going to have and if you were going to have that second kid, which you both did? Well, Annette, when we first started dating, she wanted 12 children. <laughs> oh, good God. So getting down to two, I thought, was a huge victory. You are uh, a master negotiator. Yeah, you I are. did a very, very good, good job. What did you give up for the other 10? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um he has gone to Mount Adams for 37 straight years. That's true. That's, true. That's a lot of huckleberries. But can you imagine how many more huckleberries you'd bring home if you had 12, 12 kids? kids? Man, oh man. That's you a could... lot of jam. I think after the birth of the first child, Annette realized that 12 was not in the cards. Yeah. Um, and after we had a boy with the second one, we had a girl and a boy, we realized, you know what? That's perfect. That's what we need. We're happy. We're satisfied. So there was probably there was no plan going in and it wasn't an intentional decision to stop it to but we realized we got a boy we got a girl we're good right on we had a plan amy is she she is very very much a planner and so we knew that we wanted to have two kids i agreed with her that we wanted two kids my world was ideal boy and a girl boy first girl second boy can protect the girl as they get older of course, that didn't happen. I had two girls, which is awesome. But I remember actually uh, vividly, we wanted our kids to be two years apart. And in order to do so, that means you need to start thinking about having your second kid when you have like a nine-month-old to a year. And you haven't slept in 12 right. months. So true story, Amy and I were laying in bed side by side. And she leans over to me and she said, you realize like we need to start trying if we want to have a second kid two years apart. And I looked at her and I just thought, you know, what are your thoughts about three years apart? She said, I think that's a great idea. And we said, good night. Like, <laughs> rolled over and that was the conversation. Wow. And, and what's crazy is that next year flew by. And all of a sudden we were having the same conversation. And we were not as excited to think of, to try for having that second kid because life was great with one, but we knew deep down that we wanted to and it was better for multiple reasons for us and so we ended up trying which is always the great part but um i was really nervous about having a second kid yeah we had talked about it and my wife wanted 10 12 and uh before we got married we settled on three would be our optimal number and we were hoping for the two, two and a half year gap between. And we succeeded because the gap between our three kids is within one week of each other. Wow. Um, wow. They are literally almost identical gaps. And so it's it's something like, you know, two years, three months and one week or something <laughs> like that. Um, but I think the gap conversation is important. Um, on the one hand, the closer they are together, maybe the more likely they are to be good friends sure. and have more in common. 
But the farther apart you space them, the more you have a chance to sort of take a breath yeah. after the first one and recharge and kind of gear yourself up to go to go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think would be some good advice for people as to how to prepare for that second child? What do you need to do differently? What do you need to do with the first kid to get them ready? That sort of thing. Yeah. For us, having uh, Lexi as a three-year-old, I think that age works really well because we didn't, we actually didn't deal with the jealousy that we had heard could happen. And your kids are about the same distance. I don't know if you had that same sort of issue, but Lexi was super excited to be a big sister Mm -hmm. and she was all in. So we really didn't have a whole ton of that jealousy at all that we never noticed. Yeah. One thing Annette thought of, and I'm sure it's much more common now, is that when Allie came to the hospital to meet her new brother, there was a present waiting for her from her new brother. That's cool. A t-shirt that said, I'm the big sister or something like that. And she put that on right away and she was so happy. Another nice thing is that Ben was born in September. So Allie had just started preschool. So Annette had some time at home alone with the baby. And Allie was a little distracted with going to preschool and kind of getting that whole thing, making friends and getting into that kind of swing of, of life, of her new life. So the timing looking back, I think worked pretty darn well. Yeah. 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 Similar to the gift, we made the transition from Ellen from her crib to her big girl bed right before Ben was born. So did we. Yes. And so that's like a big step up. So all of a mm-hmm. sudden they feel a little different. Um, and I think that can go a long way. And there's a lot of resources and books out there. I'll put a few links in the show notes to some that we used that can sort of help to prepare that older sibling. Yeah. But it's hard because the kid all of a sudden they're used to being the top dog and now they've got some competition. And Mm -hmm. I think I've talked about this uh, in previous episodes, you know, my Saturday morning shopping with the kids. I think that probably started when Ben was born where I would take Allie on Saturday mornings just to kind of give her some dad time. And we heard, you know, that's important for kids to to have that. And um, I think that might've been when it started. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The resources I looked at, uh, and I'll put the links to those in the show notes, they talk about having that one-on-one time as a way to combat the jealousness that usually crops up. Yeah, yeah. I remember some of the real challenges of having the second human being in the house, especially a dependent one, right? One, pretty easy. You get your, your napping schedule squared away. You can build around when you can shower and do those kinds of things. All of a sudden, you have a second one that does not follow the same schedule. And that was what we found to be the real challenge. I mean, there were times where Amy was just like, uh, I, I need you to please be here so I can go shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I can actually do some laundry or vice versa. It wasn't just her who was doing that, right? But it was one of those things where we really found ourselves having to communicate more clearly to tag team sort of your daily duties and chores that were pretty easy to do once we kind of had it squared away Mm -hmm. kind of like we were saying like we didn't want to add this whole new element to our life when we sort of had it down sure you know um and so that created some challenges it it becomes a triage you know whatever's (laughs) the most burning fire at that moment yeah totally and sometimes you gotta let things go i mean if if the house is a mess, maybe the house has to stay a mess till the kids go to bed. Yeah, right. Or, you know, the lawn maybe doesn't get cut every Saturday. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. I mean, because your life is... <laughs> There's a lot going on. 
So how are you navigating with three? Had was 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 three that much more difficult than going from one to two? No, not at all. Really? Yeah. Because you had it down. Yeah, you had it down. You knew what it took. And frankly, once you have three kids, like there's built-in playmates, and so there's different ways they can go. So. Ben and Ellen can pair up and do their own thing when you're dealing with Molly, or if Ellen's got something that... So there's... Even if you're with one child who's having a difficult time, the other two, at least at Go this age, can sort of pair up and, and have some things in common. But no, I don't think... I mean, I think from one to two is like exponentially harder, but to add a third was sort of like half as hard. Hmm. There are, You still realize like you have to divide your attention three ways... And they all want 100% attention when they're young. But um, I was pleasantly surprised that three wasn't as much a disruption as two was. But the key to all these things, and one of the things in the articles I'll post, is sort of like, what can you do when you start to feel overwhelmed? Um, I think the good news with the second child is you do know you can do it. You know it will be hard, but you know you're going to make it out the other side. With the first one, you're still kind of questioning yourself and your sanity. Um, I think the other thing really with having multiples, especially in those first few months, ask for help. Yeah. If if you have family in the area, ask for help. If not, if you have friends, ask for help. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. You've talked about your wife relieving someone so they can take a shower. Yeah, I mean, totally. do that kind of stuff. Make use of your support group. Uh, it's really going to come in handy. It's going to give you a breather. And you're going to look back on it like seasoned vets like you guys and say, yeah, it might have been a little tough, but uh, in hindsight, well, well worth it. And now you can counsel others as they go through the same thing. Thanks to Ellen Dwyer for joining us this week. And thanks to our sponsor, Robinson & Cole Attorneys. We're going to take the Labor Day weekend off. We hope you have a fun and safe time with your families. But don't worry, there'll still be a show next week. We're going to rerun three of our prior interviews with teachers. And we'll also provide some recommendations on outdoor dining here in Whatcom County. See you then. So, guys, what do you say to someone struggling with grammar? I don't know, Mark. There, there, there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Ah, That is a really good one. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What is the tree's least favorite month of the year? I don't know. What? September. <laughs> well, I just moved into my new igloo, and my friends threw me a housewarming party. Now oh. I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy.